This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Hi everyone. I know that it's a week to Purim and you're probably all knee deep in ordering uh weird things from Amazon. I know I just ordered yellow knickers and Mary Jane red shoes. So I'm sure you're all very busy thinking about packing up your shachmanos and the costumes and everything that's involved with this exciting Yantif of Purim. I want to bring out a deeper message from Purim and give us some tips on how to really be there for another person in a deeper way. Now, what does this have to do with Purim? All the shalachmanos that we're giving and the matanas yonim are all pointing to the mitzvah that is so dear to Hashem, that the idea of achdos. Hashem wants us to be united and to be together. And since Haman referred to us back then, in those days, as am mefuzar mefurad, that we were a divided and scattered nation. And then when Mordechai wanted to save us, he said, let's get together and fast and daven together, all together. Um, we see from here that the achdas was a big part of the schos of what saved the Jewish nation. And so that's why we make such a big deal about the concept of achdas on Purim. And that's why the neighbor that you haven't seen in 10 years is suddenly sending over her 10-year-old to deliver you muffins and iced coffee on Purim morning. So when it comes to the surface level of being there with each other, we're pretty good at that, right? We know how to do the nice things on a very basic, superficial level, right? On Purim, it might be easy to send over your child to deliver shachmanos to a neighbor that you haven't seen in a while. Uh, but what what ends up requiring much more skill from us is when we need to actually be there for somebody else on a deeper level. So I want to go down to this deeper level. Since this whole theme of Achdos is coming upon us, I want to really dig a little bit deeper. And so my aim today in this short class is to give us all pointers, and I'm including myself in this, on how to be supportive to other people how to show up for them in the best possible way when they're going through a hardship, be it that they just need a vent to you because of their mother-in-law who's giving them a hard time, or if it's even something bigger like a shiva where you're going to be menachem level someone, how do we actually show up for people in the way that we really would want to, in the way that we would want someone to show up for us? Now, you know, we might be thinking like, yeah, we don't really need to hear this. It's fine. Like, we know how to be there for people. But I want to tell you that very often the most well-meaning people out there, the nicest, kindest, and even smartest and most talented and creative people really don't know what to do. They, they're at a loss when it comes to somebody else's pain. When it comes to somebody else displaying any form of a heavy emotion, they, they don't know what to do and what to say. I personally remember being in shock when I was ex- dis- expressing pain to somebody who was pretty close to me and somebody who I really look up to and I think very highly of. And this person has so much obviously Israel and so much love for everyone and does so many amazing things. And I was expressing pain over a certain area of life. 
And what this person did was they, they went to that area of life. And instead of like being with me in my pain, she actually started talking about how her, in her life, that very same area is so beautiful and so amazing. And she started painting a picture of how in her life, you know, she loves doing this thing that I was expressing to her brings me so much pain. And she like gave me details and I was listening in horrified and in shock. Like, is this how you're going to be here for me when I tell you I'm in pain? So we really need to brush up on these skills. It's not easy. And there's a lot of things blocking us. We get fearful of other people's heavy emotions. A lot of things, triggers come up for us. So we really need to be armed and know what to do and know how to help. Okay, so I want to say that, I want to give credit where credit is due. This class is actually, um, I really need to give credit to a client of mine who's a teenager, with her permission, I'm sharing, that she has been through um, recently a big crisis that was very traumatic for her. And she noticed, she really got so wise from that experience of going through that. She saw so clearly how there were many people who were not able to be there for her. And especially youngsters, for sure, teenagers, but even adults, that she was disappointed. She felt like, this is a person that I would have expected to know what to say, to know how to handle it. And they weren't there for her, and it was very lonely, and it was it was very hard. And so I want to share, as I called her up, and I said, can you, I want to give a class in your honor. I feel that this is such an important topic, and I'm seeing it in my own personal life also coming up over and over again. Where people just don't know how to carry another person's pain. They don't know how to be emo anochi with Sarah. They don't know how, they don't know what to give or how to give it. So I asked her, like, what's your advice here after everything you just went through? What's the bottom line, right? Like, what is it that made people's, you know, comments to you so insensitive? Or what made it that some people said things that were actually supportive and nurturing for you? And we schmoozed it over for a while. She gave me a few pointers that I'm going to, and and everything I'm going to say now is really, to her credit, it's something that she really, it, it comes from her. And and after schmoozing it over for a while, she said the bottom line is, and she's so wise and intuitive, leave, everyone should leave, should leave the room. I said, what do you mean everyone should leave the room? She said, get out of the room. And she's like still emotional about her pain and her crisis. So she was just like, get out of the room. I said, what do you mean get out of the room? She said, leave your ego at the coat check. I was like, wow, did this just come out of this young girl's mouth? Like, leave your ego at the coat check. And that's so wise because we could go into all the little tidbits of how to be there for each other and what to say and what not to say. At the end of the day, every situation is different. Every person is different. But what remains the same is this idea that we need to leave our ego at the coat check. She's so right. What does that mean? It means don't just say or do what you want to do. Don't insert yourself into the story as much as possible. Get yourself out of the way. And feel out what that other person needs in that moment. And chances are what they really need from you is your full attention and your deep understanding and validation of what they're going through. So don't talk incessantly. Don't make it about you and start saying, oh, I also went through this and then go on and on about your story. Don't ask nosy questions because you want to know answers. 
don't give unsolicited advice because you your ego is telling you that you want to feel special and you want to feel valued and significant here. Don't try to get them to stop crying or to just stop complaining because it makes you feel uncomfortable that they're expressing heavy emotions. Um, don't start giving them muster schmoozes about Hashem and Bashert and all that stuff. And for sure, and I beg of you, please, for sure, keep your schmoozes about your last vacation that you went on with your husband out of the Shiva house. I have been in Shiva homes where there were people sitting right behind me, and I was sitting right in front of the person who was sitting Shiva. There were people sitting right behind me talking about their trip to Panama. And I can't even tell you how pent up I was. I actually turned around and I, I said to them, I don't think this is appropriate here. I'm not someone who usually sticks my nose into people's business. Really? Right? Okay, I'm going to stop talking about this piece because <laughs> it's going to make me, uh, it's going to make me become emotionally dysregulated. Okay. So what do we do? Right? Don't, we don't make it about ourselves. We don't insert ourselves into the story. We don't say what we think that they want to hear. What we do instead is we make, we create a safe space for them to express what they're feeling and to share. A big part of this is that we can't be afraid. A lot of people are afraid or become extremely uncomfortable around other people's difficult emotions. That's a whole nother class. Um, and it really starts inside with ourself nurturing our own emotions and being able to allow ourselves to be safe expressing ourselves inside to ourselves. But that's a different topic. It's this kind of related topic, different class. Um, so you really need to be okay with their emotions and let them get the, they should get the sense that you can handle it, that you're okay with it. You are able to listen, able to be there, able to handle their tears and their crying and their venting and their vulnerability and their raw stories that they want to share with you. Make them the center of your loving attention. You could say some version of, this sounds so hard, or whatever they're saying, mirror back to them. Really listen attentively and mirror back to them what they're saying to you. This sounds so painful. I'm so sad that you have, that you're going through this. How can I be there for you in the best way? Something to that effect. But again, listen, feel out what does this other person need from me right now? And this chus, that we leave our egos out of the room when helping others with issues or problems, big and small. In this chus, Hashem should see our love and care for each other, and He should bring the Geula Shlema Bekarov.